What that is not measured will not change. And if it does change, it will change for the worse. For example, if you have a beautiful garden and you don't consistently measure its progress and just leave it alone by itself and let it progress without your tender loving care, it will not be long before the weeds start appearing and it starts to overgrow with weeds that you don't want and it's no longer a beautiful garden, it's just an overgrown bed of weeds. And life is very much like that. If you look at the areas of your life that is important to you, and today we're going to be talking about your wealth and your health in today's KMAX. And if you don't measure it and keep an eye on it and tender it, it will end up going in the wrong direction. For example, if you don't keep an eye on your wealth, then it will tend to head south. <laughs> if you don't keep an eye on your health in the measurement of weight, it will probably head north. And this is a concept that was shared with me with one of my personal training clients many, many decades ago, a gentleman by the name of Ray, who's an accountant. And he shared with me what he called the poverty line. And you can change that up and use it in different areas of your life that's important to you, whether it be your wealth or your health or your relationship or your business and your career. And the poverty line is that that line of income that you earn that keeps you comfortable. And there's a great saying which I came up with is the greatest threat to success and greatness is comfort. Because if you're comfortable you don't tend to move. And it's very easy to become comfortable at a very low level these days. So if you're comfortable just paying your bills and paying your rent and getting by and you know, living a comfortable life, there's no pressure, there's no expectation to get out of bed and do the extra mile stuff to live a great life and earn an abundance of money. And the poverty line, as Ray shared with me, was the amount of money that keeps you comfortable. It's the poverty line that just keeps you out of poverty. For example, you may have experienced yourself, as I have, is that no matter how much money you earn, the net result seems to be zero, even though you still tender or take care of all the essentials in your life. So, for example, if you're earning $500 a week, you tend to pay your bills and get enough food and do what you need to do within $500 and then you may get a pay rise, you may go up to $750. And all of a sudden, your lifestyle seems to increase and you tend to go from cheap beer to more expensive beer to maybe a cheap car to a slightly more expensive car and the net result is still zero. And all of a sudden you get another pay rise, you start earning $1,000 a week. And all of a sudden, all your lifestyle expenses starts to come up to meet uh, your increase in income, and the net result is zero. And you get up to $2,000 a week, and the net result is zero. Because as you get an increase in revenue or income, your expenses come up to meet uh, the income, and the net result is zero. So your popular line ends up being zero, no matter how much you're earning. And I experienced that in early my career, no matter how much I earned, I tend to end up with nothing in the end, because the more I earned, the more I spent. So the poverty line is a great representation of how people tend to live their life. 
Now, if you want to change that, then you have to, first of all, be aware of it and start to make some strategic changes to make sure that the net outcome changes. Now, there's a number of ways to increase your wealth. Number one, increase your income, but if, if you get a corresponding increase in expenses, then the net result is zero. The other option is decrease uh, is to decrease your expenses. Um, but people don't tend to be very good at that. You know, the secret to wealth is to spend less than what you earn and invest the rest. So the poverty line is something that many people experience. And no matter how much they earn, they always seem to be struggling to pay the next bill. On the other hand, if they find that they get that uh, number of bills that come in, they tend to find a way to earn more money to cover it. So if all of a sudden you get something happens, you go, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay for that? You always seem to be uh, show some initiative and some motivation to lift yourself to be able to pay it. On the other hand, if you find that you get an increase, a bonus, or one-off payment, you tend to spend it very quickly and it tends to disappear. So the art here is to be aware of it and then to make some adjustments to systematically make sure that your net result is not zero if you want to get ahead. So there's two ways to do that. A, you try to live within your means, or B, you expand your means, or a combination of the two. So the first rule is to work out, uh, to understand the rule of the poverty line, and B is to make some strategic changes and some lifestyle changes and some habitual changes to systematically make sure there is a net a growing net result means that you make sure that you take money out of the equation before you spend it. And you can do that in a systematic, periodically way by what we call PIF, pay yourself first. So when you get your income, a certain amount of money gets allocated out into your savings, and then you work to work out how to live on the rest. There's a great rule uh, in the a great wealth creation book called The Richest uh, Man in Babylon called the 70 10 10 10 rule means you learn to live off 70% of your income. The other 30%, 10% goes to PIF, pay so first means you, you goes to your savings and your investments and your future. 10% goes to your further development of your education and knowledge and skill sets so you can increase your earning cap capabilities. And 10% goes to charities and great courses that are meaningful to you. And if you put that into a systematic way, then you can guarantee that the net result is not going to be zero. You start to <clears throat> measure uh, what you want at the outcome and you put, to put some strategies and some disciplines into place to guarantee that happens. Because if you don't do that and just let the garden tender itself, it will grow with weeds. If you let your bank balance tender itself, it will tend to be zero or even in the negative. Unfortunately, that's where a lot of people are. I always remember I was uh, listening to one of my great business philosophers, uh, Jim Rowan, and he's talking about the uh, story when his mentor said to him, I can guess within a couple hundred dollars of what your bank balance is. And he guessed it right. And I thought, how does he guess that? Well, I worked out later of how he guessed that. Uh, within $200. So $200, if you said $200 is what your bank balance is, that, that will cover from $0 to $400. Interesting. And I thought, well, most people have more money than $400 in their bank account. Well, and this is back in the 80s that he shared this story. 
What is interesting is that most people probably have anywhere between zero to $400 in their bank account. I remember uh, my bank manager back in the day, uh, his name was Ian, and I was having a conversation with him one, one day after a game of golf, and I said, so, you know, you must be making lots of money from all the people who have savings in your, in your bank, in their bank accounts, in your bank, at the National Australia Bank. And he says, actually, that's not correct. We don't make a lot of money out of the savings, because most people have an average of about $100 in their bank account means people are not very good savers. And I thought, well, if most people have that, then it would be easy to guess what someone's bank account balance is if you said, hey, it's $200, within $200, zero for $400, then you'd capture probably around about 80 plus percent of the population who aren't very good savers. So that would be a pretty good calculated guess. And that's where most people are. They live in the poverty line of having, uh, having only anywhere between zero to $400 in their bank account. And that's because they just let the garden tender itself, let their bank garden tender itself, which means it's not gonna grow, it will stay the same, if not decline. And the same can be applied to your health if you wanna measure that by maybe weight. Because weight is an easy measurement because you can actually measure it. If you just um, live a life and eat but you're not conscious of your weight, particularly in this labour-saving device uh, period of time. You know, back in the hunter and gatherer days, you didn't have to worry about it because you burnt a lot of energy of hunting and gathering. In the industrial age, you burnt a lot of energy of uh, you know, physical work. In the agricultural age, physical work. But in this days, the technological age, there's not a lot of physical work being done. So it's very easy to not necessarily overeat, but also under move. So if you're not conscious of your weight, the energy in versus energy out, then it's very easy to that to go out of whack, that it'd be conducive for you to actually put on weight. So if you don't measure, <coughs> excuse me, your weight or your waist measurement on a, on, on, on a consistent basis, it will probably uh, go north. If you don't measure your bank balance or check your bank account on a regular basis, it will probably go south which is the opposite ways that you want to do it so if you don't measure it it probably won't change but if it does which it probably will it will change for the worse if you had to look at your bank balance every day you'd probably find that because you're conscious of it just that action in itself would probably grow your bank balance because you get a little bit of excitement and anticipation of growing it heading it north if you measured your weight or your waist every day or every week, then you'd get a bit of motivation and anticipation of taking it south because you're getting feedback, because feedback is the breakfast of champions. So part of this is just being aware of it. The second part is measuring it. And the third part is getting a target of where you'd like to get it to. Where would you like to get your bank balance to, to save up for the deposit of the house, or to invest into managed funds, or to shares, or to just to save up money for that special thing that you want to save up for. And if you attach that to an outcome with that measurement, then you're more likely to achieve it. If you attach your waist measurement or your weight to an outcome or fitting into uh, that mini skirt or fitting into those jeans or getting in shape for the upcoming summer or, or that sport, then you're more likely to change it. But if you just let it run by itself, it will soon run in the wrong direction. So there's a classic examples of, you know, you have to uh, measure 
your progress to make sure it's consistently going in the wrong dire- uh, in the right direction. And if it goes in the wrong direction, you can make that immediate adjustment before it gets out of hand. And this can be applied to many things, not just in health and wealth, but maybe in your relationship. You know, when you first started your relationship with your loved one, you did lots of little things that added to the relationship that created this wow experience of love and connection and all of that wonderful stuff. But then you got into the relationship and you let those things slide. And when those things slide, the relationship starts to slide. If you don't maintain those things and measure those things and be aware of those things, the whole thing can soon sink. And the same thing can apply with your career. If you don't test and measure or inspect what you expect, your career can slide as well. I was just chatting to one of my graduates recently who has a a team of high performers who soon became a team of average performers because they got comfortable uh, and they got complacent. And when you become complacent, complacency leads to casualness and casualness leads to uh, casualties and you will be the casualty. And he took responsibility and he said, look, I took my eye off the ball, I didn't inspect what I expected and my team became soft. They became, they were hard, they were hard workers and they became soft workers because I sort of let that culture, let that environment, I took the pressure off uh, and then they got comfortable and comfort is the enemy of greatness. So you always have to be aware of the things that are important in your career or your business to make sure you keep an eye on those what we call key performance indicators that are the feedback that gives you the the tools or the feedback to take action uh, when the business or your career is heading north, but most importantly when it starts to head south, you can turn around quickly before it builds that momentum of that southbound journey. And you can apply that not just to your business, your relationship, or aspects of the life that are important to you. So make sure that you consistently measure uh, the progress of the things that are important to you, because if you don't, they'll soon start to turn and head in the wrong direction. And if you leave that long enough, it may be too late to turn the ship in the right direction. So hopefully that's been beneficial to apply in your unique situation or the areas of your life that you feel is important, whether it be as a parent, as a business owner, as a, uh, someone who's controlled your own finances and your health. You can apply it any way you want. So that uh, what that is not measured uh, will not change, and if it does change, it will tend to change for the worse. So measure it so you can take the minute, uh, small actions to turn it around, head in the right direction, turn it into a habit, and then you find that you end up in the right destination. See you in the next. Hey, Max.